You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Welcome to the Palace of Megapixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me, as always, is my co-host, Lacey Finley. Oh, happy Monday. I'm trying to keep it together. Trying not to You're be frustrated. You're going to do great. you do great. Okay. We got a brand new spanking PC, mm-hmm. which is going to be amazing. And it's wanting to fight us a little today. Yeah, because all the things that worked <laughs> on the old cruddy PC have decided not to work properly here. Even though we have all the settings exactly where we had them, we want them. We know how it works. We worked out the kinks years ago. (laughs) New PC like, look, bro, I run better than this. You best look through me because like I ain't having these old programs you used to love. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So hopefully... We will not but, have any issues. Hopefully, this show will be flawless. It's going to be amazing. Because I'm I'm sitting... I feel so disoriented right now. I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I'm using a He's mic. with like the sun in his face. Yeah, the <laughs> mic is not where it's supposed to be. It's just everything's wrong. I'm in bizarre world right now. It's just not right. And I'm gonna throw you for a loop, probably. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be great. This could be this could be quality content, y'all. This could be. <laughs> So before we get too deep into things, I, I feel like we should talk about something real quick. Just get it out. Not that not that we have to spend all day on it, but the United States has lost its mind over the last week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've we've seen a lot, and and all of you who are not stateside, I, I've seen uh, talk that, you, that you're uh, supporting what's going on. And it's much appreciated. Uh, I, there's, there's not really anything that we can say that will shift the tide, as it were. But I, I think it is important to let any and everyone know that we are 100% behind what is going on. Uh, Black Lives Matter. Absolutely. And that is that is a statement that I want people to understand and and listen to. You you want to sit there and 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 say all lives matter, blue lives matter, whatever whatever other hashtag you want to do to demean and diminish what this movement is. How about for right now, if you if you do not understand this, and I just want to make this clear. If you do not understand what is being said here, in this moment, right here, right now, we need to focus on black lives. Yes. That's yes. it. Okay? We're not saying none of this other stuff matters. And but, by the way, they're not either. Right. <laughs> they're not either. I mean, they're, yeah. We are talking about in this moment, right here, right now, when 
when the world decides that black lives matter and that they can walk around the entirety of the world without fearing for their lives because their skin is not a certain color. When they can do that, then maybe we can talk about someone else's life and how it matters too. But right now, in this moment, black lives matter. Let's, let's deal with that. Once we understand that, once we fix that, then we'll talk about some other life that matters. So, so stay on topic, people, is what I'm trying to say. And then I almost don't even like to engage with those who, who want to throw in those other hashtags. Because I, I feel at this point, they know, and it's a, it's a troll, and it's just a, a, an attempt to belittle and rile up those who are in support. And I know. And I, I, I feel like they understand the, the, the point behind it, because unfortunately, this isn't our first uh, foray into this path. No. Um, so I don't know. I wouldn't even engage with those people. If nobody's engaging with them, they, they there's no easy answer. But I it boils down to the fact that if you cannot be understanding for another human being's life for one moment, then you have no humanity in you because you're selfish. Mm -hmm. You only care about you. You're pathetic as far as I'm concerned because black lives are human lives. Mm -hmm. Mm. That's all you have to know. They are human beings. We are human beings. We should all treat each other with some modicum of humanity. So if you can't understand that, if you can't wrap your head around that, then get the fuck out of here because I don't want to hear it. It's simple as that. Humanity. Well, I mean, what, what, what more can I say? Right. Right. Be, this is a human's right issue, and we need to be listening to that and paying attention to that and understanding our role in it as well. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of listening this week, and even though I thought I was pretty understanding of the whole topic, even though I can't fully and never will, I would imagine that I I, I never will be able to put myself in that position. Um, it, it's just, it's it's very disheartening, the 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 bad actors that are in there trying to sully the whole cause. Yeah. But, and, but like you said, I mean, even, even if we will never understand what it's like, we can listen. Yeah. And, and that's the best thing you can do right now. Shut your mouth and listen. If you don't understand it, just listen, pay attention to the people who are trying to explain it to you. Stop, stop trying to shout that everything else matters but this one thing, just try to take a moment and put yourself in those shoes, even if you will never fully understand it from that perspective. I, I listen to... You can still have empathy for another human. Exactly. I mean, Again, like, goes I just... back to humanity. <laughs> yeah. Goes back to humanity. Yeah. Uh, I listen to um podcast with Kevin Smith and Mark Bernard. Mark Bernard is probably one of the 
smartest writers I've ever seen. He's so his his critiques on things are so perfect in such a way that I love listening to him <laughs> critique a movie, even if I love it. Because it's not like, well, that's just like garbage. It's fair. He, it's fair criticism. It, it's yeah. some of the best criticism I've ever heard when it comes to being a critic. Because when you start to think about it the way he thinks about it, you're like, damn it, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't argue with it. Yeah. You know, it's never just some, you know, empty critique. There's, there's deep thought behind it, and he can always find a way to make a movie better. It's amazing. But he he laid out on their podcast what it's like. And I would recommend to anybody, if you, if you need some understanding from that perspective, I didn't think about it. You know, again, I, I'm with them. I had been with that situation. I stand with it. Mm-hmm. But to hear him explain it from a certain perspective... I guess maybe I didn't fully understand. Right. And it was amazing because I was like, all this time. And I never really did. I have Mm -hmm. one of my best friends. I consider him my brother. And I say, brother, like, we are family. Mm -hmm. You know, that's closest I could ever be. Best man at my wedding, all this other stuff. I mean, he's just, he's been there for, for years in my life. Yeah. He would always used to tell me these stories that living in the, the city we were in at that time, he would get pulled over all the time by cops. And they would just hassle him for whatever reason, just because of the car he was driving. They would, mm-hmm. all these little details that I look back on now. And and not to say that I didn't see it then, you know what I mean? Right. But then reflecting on it now, thinking, holy shit, my brother could have been one of those people yeah. situations where they just decided you know we're gonna we're gonna kill this guy and we're we're gonna just because just because he's black because he fits a certain profile and he did nothing wrong i know him wholeheartedly he was he has never been a bad person yeah he's cynical <laughs> because just, well you know yeah. because of things like that but he's never been a bad person always a great heart and and I, I would be, I, I don't know. I don't know where I'd be right now yeah. without him. You know, I, I know that my heart would be breaking in two if something ever happened to him, like the crap that has been going on lately. Mm-hmm. So, again, I'm sorry. We I just, I wanted to touch on this. I guess I've had some strong feelings over the last uh, week or so. and and Understandably so. Yeah, I, yeah. I even felt uh. like putting out anything last week. Just felt empty. I tried. We, we we still needed to listen. Yeah. We you know, and I still do, and I'm going to try to be that better ear as well. Like I said, I always thought I was, and then unfortunately distance happens between one protest to the next. We all fall into our comfortable zones again. Mm-hmm. And then it, it takes something horrific, unfortunately, to bring it back to the forefront. And this one was like people have been saying, it's not like it's different now. We're just putting it on tape. Yeah. And I, you, so I even had like a moment and this is not to be like, Oh, poor Steven or anything like that. It was just, it was something that made me reflect a lot on myself 
And it really made me feel like garbage because someone had mentioned, you know, if you hear people making jokes or, or making those racist comments and you don't do anything, you're complicit as well in some way. And I was like, damn it. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and, and I have, I'm not the one making them, but I've been around those people and it's always that situation. You're very uncomfortable. I've walked away from those situations, but I've never spoken up and I guess it was just out of fear because I would be the lone wolf out of this pack of sure. racists and I just didn't know how to approach it. I didn't know what to do. And the more I've thought back on it, I was like, yeah, I, I've just been as complicit as any other bastard in the world. So I've got to do better. Yes. You know, I got to do better for, for not for myself. It's not for me, you know, so keep that in mind. I'm not, I'm not saying, oh, it's, it's not about me. I got to do better for other people, for humanity. And for your children too, mm -hmm. right? And I want them to, hopefully we can start raising them to not, not think this way, yeah. break it against a societal norm and, and I, do it for those kids and for for everyone to be able to grow up hopefully that's always the hope right in harmony together mm -hmm. that and i feel like that i i have succeeded in that when it comes to my children because i've never given them a reason to hate someone else for any reason you know right. they i've one one thing that i i guess is an example and i know it's kind of a shifting example but an example nonetheless is I've heard my youngest daughter, she, you know, we watch TV shows and uh, I guess on the CW, it's more open, you know, gay relationships, things like that. I, I will say mm -hmm. that you see that a lot more on shows like Flash and Arrow and Supergirl mm -hmm. and so on. Now you know what I watch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. On, on a lot of these shows, there are a lot of LGBT characters and, and relationships. And I've, I've seen situations where there would be two men sharing a kiss. And my daughter, she would be like, well, they're not supposed to be doing that. And in the back of my head, I'm just like, where did you pick up on that? Like, where did you, mm -hmm. where did that mindset come from? Because I didn't teach it to her. Right. Did someone else. And I would have to, I had to stop her and be like, honey, it's okay. I was like, there's nothing wrong with that. I said, that's two people in love with one another. It's okay. Mm -hmm. And she's like, okay. And you just see that look on her face like she just can't understand it. So I, do, I don't know where that came from. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She has never yeah. seen like a black person and a white person kissing and that be like, you gross. Luckily. Right. Because then I would really start to be, what the hell? Where did that come right. from? But I guess I can understand it from two men, two women. But two women, she doesn't seem like it's not registered, you know. For whatever reason, it was just two men. And I I don't know where that came from. You know what I mean? Mm. So yeah. I just had to, I have to make sure to correct her every time I hear those statements. And, and that's what other people should be doing too. Don't let it fester. And let them think that way. Oh, she'll grow out of it yeah. or this, that, or the other. No, yeah, correct it as you see it. Because the younger they are, that's when we really mold them 
you know, and it, it does become more difficult later in life to, to diverge from that. Totally possible. Mm-hmm. I've seen people do it. Um, but yeah, if you can get it in there in the formative years, you can really set them up for better success later on. Yeah. But hey, I'm, I'm sorry we kind of drifted no, it's off. it's important. And I just, and yeah, I wanted to, to just make important. kind of an open statement, uh, like anyone will hear it, but um, it's out there. I, I just wanted to kind of let everyone know who listens, we are in support. I Absolutely. haven't done anything on social media <clears throat> to support that in any way because I don't know what to do but listen. So I don't want to make a statement and just be like, yeah, I'm supporting mm-hmm. it too. I'm just going to step, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to watch and listen. And then when I realize what I can do, then I will. But right now, I'm just I'm staying quiet because I need to listen more. Like and we those all are the do. voices we need to be listening to right now, anyway. Yeah, not me. You know exactly. Like, yeah. You want to listen to us? We're going to talk about gaming news. That's what you're here to listen to us. For. Exactly. <laughs> not not all this other stuff, but you know it's important. There you go. So hey, let's let's turn the let's car talk around about some and, games. and yeah. hey, what are you even playing? So this week, I finished Orwell. I know I've been talking that back and forth. Uh, and then it, 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 it sucked me into buying their next one. Mm-hmm. Dang it all. No. <laughs> so they have Orwell uh, and Ignorance is Strength, which is the sequel. Um, and yeah, it's more of the same. I enjoy the story and the way that it's written out. You know, you're playing as someone who is hired outside of the States to work for this government agency that just basically spies on people and has access to like all of their information. And you can decide to, you know, lean in as evil as possible and just rip all that information and give it to Orwell. Mm -hmm. Or you can try to not... you know, give them certain information because the whole way it's played is like if you find something on a news source or maybe you broke into an email or something, you can drag that information over into the Orwell database for them to know. Um, so you can decide how much of that information you want to give or not. Although you do have to give certain ones because I've just sat there like, I don't know what to do right now. <laughs> like I keep reading through everything and I can't figure it out. So sometimes I've had to throw some stuff over. Where I'm like, all right, screw it. Let's, you know, I didn't want to, but here, and then a new thing would pop up. So I haven't gotten the formula on what's like mandatory to move the story along mm-hmm. or not. But um, yeah, it's an interesting game. Um, 100% you're reading everything. And this time they did do some voice work though. Okay. When you're like listening into a call, which they didn't do in the first one where it was still just text. So, um, yeah, I recommend it if you're in that. And Slay the Spire kind of reared its ugly head again for me this week. Still can't get any further on it, man. It's so frustrating. I'll start to build what I think is an amazing deck. And then I'll get to that one boss that just keeps rolling me over. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like, I know I could do math. And I know, like, the cards you get's all RNG, but I'll have, like, some great relics, great cards, and then I still can't figure out how to use it against certain bosses to my advantage. So, anyway. Um, and then I did Twitch Sings yesterday because I felt like belting out some 90s and 80s music to have a good time. It was what? awful, but we had fun. <laughs> but we had fun. Yeah. So that 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 was probably about it. Oh, and I took sort of, I, I'm bragging about this like it's a big deal, but 
Um, I bought this humble bundle package for it was a developer package. Mm -hmm. So you had access to classes for Godot and Unity and RPG Maker. Um, it might have just been those three. I'd have to check to see if it was more. Um, and this is how dumb I am. Okay. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to admit this, and I probably shouldn't, being someone who's always like in developers' quarters and all this kind of stuff. You think I would have been more well read on this little aspect of it, but I wasn't. So I, I, I open up, <clears throat> it's a series of videos, like, so like an online class. And here I'm thinking there's going to be some download or something that happens with it. And I open up the classes, and it's like videos. And so uh, one of my friends, I like slip into his DMs. I'm like, dude. I don't even understand. Did I buy the wrong thing? Like, there's no program here until he's like, Lace, all of those are free. <laughs> so I said, oh, so like Unity is free and Godot is free. Like, I didn't pay for those programs. And he's like, no. I said, oh, no, uh, disregard. So now I watched like five classes in Unity. And I have successfully stacked four blocks on top of each other, colored it green, and called it a tree. So I think I'm on my way. Be careful with those trees now. I know. I made sure they didn't look like anyone else's trees. And I mean, I brag like this as a joke, but honestly, like, it was a class that was, like, preloaded into Unity, and then it told me what to do, and I did it. So... (laughs) And I'm all like, I made a tree. It's really like I just drug the blocks that they gave me around and made it look like a tree. And then they congratulated me for it in a lovely Australian accent. You made it. So exactly. Look at you. You know, give me my Atta Girls where it's due. I made that joke with Tim uh, Cowles from Devecki. And um, he goes, congratulations. You you installed and loaded Unity. And I'm like, damn it. He knows about the class. <laughs> <laughs> so I just laughed my butt off and left it at that. I was like, he called me out on my own joke. Uh, so well done, Tim. You have no idea how loud I, I really laughed at that when I, when I saw that message. Uh, but anyway, what have you been playing this week? Saints Row 3. Uh, I've oh, just yeah. been uh, getting deep into that. Um, I guess trying to find my footing because as I was trying to play it, I was trying to get familiar with it again. And then I went from, man, I'm just getting frustrated because I'm getting barreled down and shot by everybody. And I don't know what to do because I kept dying a lot because I would kind of go after people and then they would come Mm -hmm. after me. But now I'm starting to get tougher and I'm getting better weapons and I'm starting to take over the city. So I'm starting to get, I'm getting bad, you know? So that just makes it even better. I did... The game still has glitches, which can mm-hmm. be frustrating. They're not like game-breaking glitches. Unless I've, I think I've run into one where it just shut down on me, which, you know, oh, yeah. it's one of those things that just really, really makes you mad. So they slapped on some paint but didn't fix any bugs? That's Yeah, that's kind of what it seems like sometimes because you're just like, man, come on. Why didn't you guys... This is console, right? You're playing on... Yeah. Yeah. So there would just be those moments where it was... Like, I don't understand why they couldn't have fixed this glitch or that glitch or just little things here and there. But the game still is fun. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the coat of paint is nice. Uh, so it's eye-pleasing. Eye okay. And and I will say that I'm starting to feel like a badass every now and again because <laughs> it, it's, it's hit or miss. It's like 50-50 down the line. I get into a car, and I'm talking a fast car, 
the right music is playing and I can weave in and out of traffic without hitting anything. I swerve around corners and I'm just like, where is? And then the <laughs> next time I'm in the car and I'm like, oh yeah, here it goes. Whoa, and I hit something and I'm like, well, there goes that. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I will say that the greatest thing that I, I did yesterday and I wish I had it, it's all one of those things I wish I could always record, you know? It's like, uh-huh. damn it, I wish I'd, I could have had that on film or something. Can't you do like the PS4 share or whatever? Don't they like record the last 30 seconds? Yeah, I should have. Like damn it, I should have. Yeah. So I was, there's a, there are missions, side missions where you have to collect vehicles and then take them to a chop shop or whatever. And mm-hmm. in this one mission, I think I had to pick up a helicopter from the airfield or something like that. So I knew exactly where it was going to be. So I just kind of had my brain on, and I was just like, all right, here we go. I'm just going to go. And I'm driving out that way. I get out onto the airfield. I'm zoned right in on this helicopter, knowing and seeing exactly where it's at. And when you pick up these cars, there are usually guards or something, you know, defending it, trying to keep you from it. I come at this helicopter in a very fast car. As soon as I reach it, I swerve. And back, like, as I'm swerving, I hit a guy <laughs> and uh, wind up right beside the helicopter. Ooh, like, the perfect, like a boss, yeah, eh? A perfect stop. Yeah. And I was like, that was awesome. And I yeah, got out and I, I got I totally meant to do that, too. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, little things like that. I was like, damn it. I just, I do li- things like that every now and again where I just, I'm like, damn, uh, that was so awesome. And then, yep. remember that PS4 share now. Yeah, I'm going to have to grab some of those moments. Yeah. That one was one of those I would love to have had recorded. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's just been uh, Saints Row. I haven't really gotten far in the story per se uh, because I just I love exploring the city and, and just messing yeah. with people and listening to music as I do it. It's fun. Hey. As long as you're enjoying it, that's the whole point of a video game, mm-hmm. right? And you know, my opinion. <laughs> and one other thing, while I was thinking about it, I remember I told you about the the uh, man eater trophy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It still hasn't popped, and they've updated Aww. it three times. Thus you far. probably have to do it again. So, it's probably lost in the internet. Well, I looked, I looked into it, and they still have not patched it. They've patched all this oh. other sh- garbage in the game that were glitchy that I didn't even encounter that apparently everybody else in the world did. I guess it was a big enough problem. But yeah. this one thing they're still working on. I just want Well, hopefully they would be fixing on gameplay mechanics before you would get yeah, to it. To be fair, but like, you know. How hard would that be? <laughs> I I don't know. I thought it was impressive I made a tree in Unity, yeah. all right? So what do I know? I don't clearly? know. <laughs> no idea I mean, how hard or easy these things are i would even be okay if they they were put in a patch to allow you to just reset uh, even a percentage one little thing i don't care mm-hmm. just so i can go pop it right you know it's like i just want my achievement yeah. man because yeah. i did it well they'll get to it yeah. i'm sure all right well by the time you've moved on and don't even care anymore but anyway <laughs> yeah that's uh, yeah that's all i got we got some news this week. Actually, there ended up being quite a bit. I was starting to worry because it seemed like the last week started off super, super slow. Um, but, you know, we, we had some one. I'll start with a fun one. Okay. Let's start with a fun one here. Uh, the Sims had had a week. Mm-hmm. 
And um, so they have a new expansion coming out, Eco Lifestyle or something to that effect. Um, so normally before a big expansion or game pack, there's always an update, right, that the game needs to have. Usually happens prior to the launch of the game. Right. Um, so with Eco Pack due to drop this week, Simmers had an update right on track. Uh, but with this particular update came Firemen. So they finally added those back into the game, making a reprisal there. But apparently it caused an interesting bug that JoJo Wigsnatch on Reddit caught. And I know these names are, (laughs) I I don't know, man. Uh, But he was saying, uh, and I didn't make that handle, of course, but asked, why is my Sims P literally in flames? Is it because he's tense? So this was the Reddit thread. So uh, and when you find it on the Sims 4 subreddit, which I do recommend kind of reading through because just comments on Reddit sometimes are comedy gold. <laughs> it just really is. Uh, but the original poster wasn't the only one that experienced this problem. The place was flooded with reports of flammable urine. Um, the best people could gather is it somehow attached itself to the tense moodlet that Sims can get. Mm-hmm. So if you aren't familiar with the Sims, you know, certain objects drinks doing certain things can give you certain moodlets that benefit doing other tasks or whatever you can be flirty or tense or angry or embarrassed or whatever um so if your sims goes to pee on the toilet and emulates this is fine meme with the fire all around him it's okay EA is aware and looking into the issue, but people, please get those blazing peas on video because we need to see all of those before mm-hmm. it's completely gone because that was kind of <clears throat> like they would sit on the toilet in fire, but when they were done, there was no more fire. So it was literally like their piss was burning, baby. Think about this for a moment. Um, condom manufacturers have an obligation to get this footage <laughs> and use them as a... PSA, you know, all I got to show is just all all this flaming pee. And it was like, use protection. And that's it. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Take it. Take the idea. Come on now. We need tomfoolery. All right. Well, a little bit of E3 news, sort of. Um, We got a little bit more on the uh, digital showcase for E3 this week. Um, As many of us are aware, E3 was canceled this year due to COVID concerns. And even though the ESA, the company that puts E3 together, isn't holding a digital alternative, uh, but a lot of the major publishers, as we know, and game developers promised to do their own. Uh, Microsoft, Ubisoft, Limited Run Games, and Devolver Digital are among the ones that have said they are interested in holding a digital event, and thank God Devolver said it, because they always have one hell of a show, and I absolutely enjoy their their, their videos that they make, so that made me really happy. Uh, but Microsoft has announced a monthly series of streams called Xbox 2020, Uh, with July focusing finally on the first party games. Ubisoft will hold an Ubisoft forward on July 12th. Um, Sony is also having June plans to finally show off its PS5 games, even though they haven't been involved in E3 in the past two years. But uh, EA will also host its own in June. Um, So the EA Play event will be digital. And that starts on June 11th, and it'll give us a look at some of EA's upcoming titles as well. So uh, keep an eye on their Twitters and socials and stuff for hard dates outside of the ones that I just told you. So it sounds like they're starting to pick up steam on what they're going to be doing. And then uh, why don't we just keep talking about Ubisoft here? Because they kind of had a week as well. Uh, So they kind of stepped in it, eh? (laughs) Mm. 
So this is kind of a funny story. It'll probably make you facepalm. Um, you may already even be aware of it. But uh, so there's this game called Trackmania that made the news this week over their subscription model of the game or subscription model they that don't actually have. But it, let's just say there's an odd pricing scheme going on here. So Trackmania, <laughs> the base game, will be free. But full access to the track editor, which to my understanding is the big catch for this game, uh-huh. um, will cost $10 a year. While full-on club access, which gives you admission to special racing links, skin, yada, yada, then that's $30 a year. All right? So, of mm. course, fans of the game express their dislike for this because most just want to buy the game for regular price, full stop. And some just hated subscription models, period. But, you know. Um, so, Ubisoft's initial response made me laugh. Yeah. And I'm sure you as well. So their initial response was, and I quote, actually, it's not a subscription model, but an access to the game for a limited time. You pay for having access to the game for one period, and that's it. When the game is over, you have to buy the game again for the time you want to access it again. Okay. Now, Steven. Yes. <laughs> if I were to ask you the definition of a subscription model, mm-hmm. what do you think? From dictionary.com, subscription, noun, the right to receive a service or access online for a certain period of time. Hmm. Hmm. That sounds a little familiar. Yeah. So it's kind of like loot boxes are just surprise mechanics, right? Yeah, sure, sure. So the confusion on what is and isn't included at the free tier and so on, it just became a mess. So since then, though... Ubisoft, uh, I don't know all these titles here, and I, I, I can guarantee if I said this person's title, we would forget it in two seconds. So I'm just going to say Florent Castelnerick. Sure. With Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he told Twitter that Track Media Nation's remake is, in fact, wait for it, subscription-based. Mm. But then said, it's not the point. Uh, It was confirmed you will keep 100 official plus 365 tracks of the day after your yearly access. And it is more related to traditional offline game content. So like that you get to keep, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. So basically they say for an online game that needs to maintain support, this was how they thought was best to to go with the game, right? So um, as I read the article of their rebuttal, It basically was like, hey, we got certain groups of people who are going to play the game for a year and probably drop off. And then you got those that are still going to want the online access. And it isn't fair to the team, basically, to expect them to keep working on a game that maybe the fan is dwindling over time. So then that way, those who are wanting to still play can pay for the support to maintain an online server for the length of however people are interested in the game, which kind of makes sense, but their initial response was just dumb. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but this was also fun. So he also said, in his opinion, $10 a year for the service and the opportunity to pay another $10 for another year, or not if you prefer, makes no sense than paying full price or no more sense than paying full price for a game that many people won't play for a year. Just like I said. Um, 
<laughs> it's just the way this guy phrased things that makes him sound like a super fun time to hang out with. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, just the opportunity to pay to pay it again. Uh, but why did they say that in the first place? That was the biggest question was like, why did Ubisoft go, hey, it's not a subscription. You just got to pay each year to keep access to the game. So his response to that was, it was an answer written by someone of the studio to another player question in the 14th page of a forum on a given minute of the day. Welcome to the internet. So yeah, he seems fun. So when I hear <laughs> when I hear the way this all went down, it just made me, I mean, throw in a different voice and be like, it's not a subscription service, you know. You just you're paying <laughs> to get, you just you're just paying to get to play a game. It's not a subscription service. It, well, I mean, I don't know where you're getting this fake news. What do you mean? It's, it's it's not a subscription service. I don't know where you got that information. You, I mean, you work it's for the New York Times. It's fake news. Privilege. It's pri- privilege. You have the privilege. The privilege now. <sighs> Anyway, so it looks like they finally went, yeah, internet, you're right. It's a subscription. Um, In which case, I still feel like if they would have just been like, yeah, initially, you would have still had people who were pissed about paying a subscription, but it wouldn't have been all this. Mm. (laughs) Like, oh, Well, I mean, take a look at the the last thing that they lied about, the the gameplay footage. Mm -hmm. Dude, just, it's not not gameplay footage. It's okay. If you don't have it, just say so, man. Don't lie about Straight it. Straight up say it's in-game engine. Mm-hmm. And call Not it gameplay. day. We're showing it off, you know. Uh, Ubisoft, Ubisoft, Ubisoft. To be mm. fair, though, I think the only games I ever bought from them was like Just Dance, and I have two of those under my belt. So I never really did a whole lot of Assassin's Creed or anything. I'm not saying go boycott them or anything over this, no. but like, you know, like it's just these bigger companies saying these dumb things that just like nobody's looking over that response before you put it out into the world. Like all these suits you got sitting around you, there isn't one that went, wait a minute. Wait a second. <laughs> So why are we saying this? Didn't you just <laughs> say what is the subscription? What anyway? I don't know. They get they get paid to think. It sounds like uh, Blizzard CEO also had a week. Um, they've come under fire again, but this time it's the shareholders that are starting it by arguing how much CEO Bobby Kotick gets paid, and they all agree it's way too freaking much. Mm-hmm. Um, so sorry, that's a spoiler. A spoiler that it was just way too much there. Um, So two proxy advisory service firms have been recommending that Blizzard shareholders vote against a proposal to pay him the same as previous years. Uh, This was supported uh, a supported recommendation by holding him accountable for, quote, irresponsible and unethical corporate behavior and excessive executive pay. So there is a filing that reads that, I guess, repeated low approval votes from the shareholders and and Blizzard maintains multiple overlapping opportunities for its CEOs to earn outsize equity awards, like a lot of uh, jargon. Uh, But even uh, when the performance-related vesting thresholds haven't even been met. So accordingly, it says Kotick has received nearly $100 million each year in combined stock options and equity since 2016 which is consistently larger than the total pay of CEO peers at similar companies. So that's employees typically earn less than a third of 1% of Kotick's earnings. Garbage. So uh, following its decision to also, if we remember in early 2019, that they laid off over 800 people. Mm Mm-hmm. Having a record year earning to the date 
when they laid people off. Yep. So Kotick apparently is one of the longest CEOs of any of these companies. He's been there since 1990, even in when, once it was acquired and became Activision Blizzard. So right. like before that and then stuck around after that happened. So uh, we'll see what comes out of that. Um, but yeah, if you're asking me, like, holy crap. I'm sure his slimy <laughs> ass will keep his money. Because he's had it all this time. Why is it? Why is it now that now they have a problem? Because they should have had a problem when they had laid off Instantly. all those workers. Yeah. So and if this yet, has been since 2016. He's been making this kind of cash. Mm-hmm. There, he could have taken a pay cut and not missed a beat. Oh God! Like just he should have missed a one year in there and been yeah. fine. Two years, three years. I I don't even know what I would do with a hundred million dollars. I guarantee you, it would last me till I died. I live so yeah. frugally now. I could probably make a million last me several twenty, thirty years. Hell yeah! Once I've added up all the money that I make a year now, and I still got a roof and food in my tummy, like <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know what you want to do with all that money. I really don't. I, I think I it's could... just like certain people get to the point where like who has the be- the most amount of money wins, and they just live their life by that. Whether they're going to use it, spend it, use it for good. Uh, build another rocket ship. I'm looking at you, Bezos. I don't know what you're doing with all yours either. But I'm just saying there comes a point where it's just ridiculous. And like, you're never going to spend all that money in a lifetime. Speaking of which, not to to digress, but now that you're talking about that, all these people who have all this money and they're not doing jack shit with it. Where are you? Did you hear how much money that Michael Jordan donated to uh, an organization. I can't remember what oh, organization. Oh, I actually, I think I saw the our headline, but I haven't clicked, so I don't know the uh, the the amount. No, one hundred million dollars. Holy, that's amazing. Unless it was mistakenly reported, that's what I heard, and I was like, "Are you?" Wow! Wow! Uh huh. That's, oh dear God! I mean that—that's almost like a mic drop to all these other billionaires out 100, there. Hundred thousand yeah, dollars to COVID for yeah. one trillionaire. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> you like, know, we we can only donate five thousand dollars or, or this. He's like, no, 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 hundred million, boom, boom. And then I started thinking about it. I bet you he's still going to live a great life. He's not going to be lacking for nothing. Because I I did. like me donating a hundred bucks and going about my life. I don't know. Actually, I don't know his net worth. I'm just throwing shit out there. But but, no idea. Yeah, I thought it was outlandish at first, too. But then I started thinking about it. I was like, NBA, Nike, Haynes. Oh, God. Yeah, I keep forgetting. Now you're reminding me all these big names. Yeah. Yeah. There's no telling. Wheaties. There's no telling how many sponsorships he has out there who are going to be behind this already, and he's already getting all these. I mean, dude, that could have just been like a blip on the radar for him. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not assuming. But right, good job, dude. I I hadn't heard the 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 dollar about. That's crazy. Um, But if I'm wrong, unless we had it, you know. Yeah. If it was misreported, then there you go. So, uh, damn. GG. I'm gonna look that up just right now. Just so there, yeah. He's going, look it going, up keep. just so we can be sure. Uh, yeah. Um, so it looks like we may or may not have another copyright issue happening. This is weird to me. Um, you, you of course, tell me what what you all think. Um, so a music artist 
whose name Lot Kessner. I'm hoping I'm saying the first name right. Lottie or Lot, um, anyway, uh, regardless, uh, spoke out this week saying that Naughty Dog had used her version of a song in a trailer for The Last of Us 2. Um, in a tweet from Lottie mm-hmm. to at Neil Druckmann and at Naughty Dog said, hey, are you aware that the truth... True Faith cover you put in your Last of Us 2 trailer is a replica of my cover that came out 10 years ago. I wrote original parts into the original from into the original song. Sorry, I'm not saying words right. I wrote original parts into the original song that are copied exactly by whoever covered it. I'm heartbroken. Now, I can't find the tweet, right? Mm-hmm. I was reading this off of an IGN article on the subject and going back to the page and the last tweet I even saw on her page was from May and not June as the article suggests. So it may have been deleted, although the article is claiming it was posted on June 4th, which would have been the same day this tweet went out. So this is when I was writing this piece. I still haven't seen it. So it either was like tweeted, IGN wrote an article, she took it down. So I'm not sure why she would have deleted the tweet. This is where my my problem is, okay? So not with having a response from Naughty Dog still at this time and me not finding a tweet on her page past May 19th, I kind of grew suspicious if this ever even happened. I I mean, I'm, I'm aware that tweets can get deleted, like I just said, but I can't see why in this case it would have. So upon further searching, I did find replies to the tweet. So that tells me the tweet existed, uh, but the original tweet itself was removed. Um... I found a few leads in the comments as well. So she may or may not have a leg to stand on, especially where covers are concerned since you're covering a song that wasn't yours to begin with. Mm -hmm. Uh, But her claim she wrote original parts of her cover is why I think she wanted it in play. But having tweeted, getting an article, removing the tweet all in the same day, I I just don't know, especially since music copyright laws are kind of vague already. And it it would seem there was a, a compulsory license that was purchased when the cover was made. Mm-hmm. So the arrangement itself may not even be protected that she wrote. Like, again, I don't know the laws that well, but this area is kind of vague. So if you want to look up that article, I did see it. Actually, you showed it to me mm-hmm. um, later that evening. IGN reposted the same article along with a video um, from a gentleman breaking down the situation. So I couldn't find anything more about it at that point. I didn't see her respond anymore. I've not seen a response from Naughty Dog or Neil Druckmann. Um, all I've seen so far is the IGN article and replies to a tweet that no longer exists. So I'll just keep my eye out and see, I guess, if anything real comes of this or if she had buyer's remorse and took it back maybe a manager or someone told her like hey actually there's no way we could win this or I I don't know I'm all speculating of course because I can't find any more information about it so oops yeah let's I guess see and I did do what they said I listened to all three versions because they said of course to be fair you have to listen to the original listen to her um, rearrangement of it and then listen to the song in the trailer of The Last of Us 2 and her version from the original, I can't really tell the the same song, honestly. Like, yeah. it was rewritten, you know. Um, but the humming part that Ellie sings in The Last of Us 2 is very similar to her arrangement. But with me not having a trained ear, I don't know how dissimilar enough it is for them to be able to either use it 
or how similar enough it is for her to have a case. So right. I'm just going to try to watch that space and, and see what happens. So I would hope that they're not stealing someone else's music without their permission or giving them their due. But it is a large company that probably has more lawyers to scour the law than we do. So um, for sure, I'm sure I'm sure there was a loophole there or mistaken somewhere. Uh, but take two also had a had a fun one. And I, I wish I had more like uplifting stuff to go on here, but I, I'll get you in the next one. I'll get you in the next <laughs> one. Um, so seems like we have a little insight now on what happened with indie developer team Star Theory Games this week and a piece that Bloomberg put out. Um, it's kind of a disgusting display, but let's let you decide here. So Star Theory Games mm-hmm. in 2017 began working with Take-Two on Kerbal Space Program Uh, for the sequel after Take-Two acquired the rights to make it. So to their knowledge, everything was just running smoothly and just the way that it should be. And some people who attended PAX actually got their hands on the demo and were pretty happy with the result. But late last year, Take-Two agreed to extend the contract for Star Theory development deadline by six months to add new content to the game, which of course Mm -hmm. means more negotiations. So trying to nail down royalty terms, which weren't getting cleared up in these meetings back and forth. Uh, So now cut to December 6th of last year, when the project was pulled all of a sudden, and team members at Star Theory started getting LinkedIn messages from Take-Two saying they were setting up a new studio to keep working on the game Star Theory had been developing, and was offering them a position on this new division within Take-Two. Uh, saying that they were offering a compensation package that includes a cash sign-on bonus, excellent salary, bonus eligibility, and other benefits. So the optics of this situation doesn't look good, even a little bit. No. (laughs) Once the owners of Star Theory caught wind, they had a meeting, brought the team together to find out that they had already been in discussion with Take-Two about selling them Star Theory, but we're not satisfied with the terms. So during this meeting, they tried to calm nerves, it sounds like, by explaining that having the game pulled was bad, but they had enough money and could sign other deals and were trying to encourage the staff to stick with them through this. Like, we can pitch new games. We've got enough to keep us afloat. This will be, we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But Take-Two continued to hire people and started, ex- and people got scared and started accepting the positions. Um, so the remaining team stuck it through and came up with a decent amount of pitches for new games and had an arsenal that they were going to pitch at GDC conference that was supposed to, of course, happen in March. You probably already know where this is going. Since the rising concerns of COVID, that conference was unfortunately canceled, which inevitably forced Star Theory to close its doors altogether. <sighs> is about all I can say to that. Like, I don't even have words for how slimy, disgusting, and gross if this turns, you know, like, if this seriously, legitimately true. Like, that's disgusting. Yeah. That's absolutely disgusting. And you should be so freaking ashamed of yourselves that you could, ah, I just, like, I could sit here and bash them forever. This whole thing is so freaking disgusting. Like, I just don't even understand oh so i wasn't happy with me getting more money off of your development team so i'm just gonna break you from within yeah and this is what happens to all these indie devs so many great people so Mm -hmm. many gifted talented people who get screwed over by the big guy because they want what they have yep 
I'm sure once they saw that they were going to get even more money, the response to the game was great. Take Two probably just wanted even more. And Star Theory might have been like, you know, though, we're developing it. I don't know. I could just, I'm just speculating again. I'm putting arguments out there that may not have happened, but that's gross. It's disgusting. And it's really making me reconsider buying Take Two, like, at all. So do with that information what you will um, with your wallet, mm-hmm. siblings. But here we go. Let's talk about Sega and that like really cool big thing that was supposed to what come out in a magazine article here soon. We talked about it last week that, uh, you know, the journalist that was so super excited and, and, you know, that he had this big scoop. Now, you and I kind of discussed what I thought it was, right? Like I, I found this article that was talking about it. So, um but it actually turned into two different things. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that I found was an article talking about what we can expect supposedly inside Famitsu Magazine's article about the big announcement that Sega has. But it was due out June 18th. So these are leaks now revealing Fog Gaming. So uh, th- this was their solution that uh, supposedly for cloud gaming, they're calling it fog gaming because they're addressing the lag that one can experience while gaming this way. So it is cloud gaming, which has players accessing a virtual console, of course, also on the internet, allowing them to play games without the need of hardware or downloads for updates or waiting to install, like all of that stuff. But the lag, seeing as how not all players are in close proximity to data centers, you can't just build a data center within a certain distance of every single gamer in the world. So, or in this case, Japan. Um, But of course, they say what they're going to do is turn their arcades into these data centers. So they said this is the low-cost solution, uh, both of these problems by repurposing game arcades into data centers. So it's still a lot of money, you would think, to install these in every arcade, but Sega proposes turning the machines themselves into cloud computers. So since those are already computers, most of which already have the GPU and CPU and network capabilities, mm-hmm. and use those for it. So they even said it could give more purpose to the arcades as cloud data centers uh, when they are closed down or maybe days less customers are using it. So to date, Sega has around 200 arcades in Japan. They do want to extend Fog Gaming to other companies as well, and additional income for the owners of these arcades. So, so far, again, this is only in Japan right now, as it is dependent on how many Sega arcades are in that country. So if we had a bunch of Sega arcades, we probably could have had it here too. Um, I also hope there's a ton more to the story because the journalist seemed really, really excited last week. Um, but there's more to it, which I think is actually the big leak reveal. But I'm going to try to sell that to you later on. So we'll talk about that later. I got one more little quick bit of news um, with Valorant cheaters. (laughs) This one's just like a quick, I always find these funny. Uh, So some cheaters, of course, that got banned in Valorant during beta had another surprise for them after the public release of the game. Uh, All cheating account bans are permanent for the account, says Valorant's anti-cheat lead Paul Chamberlain. So he goes on to say... Most cheating account bans also come with a hardware ban, meaning we track their souls through time and space and ban them again when they try to re-enter the game with a fake mustache. (laughs) They apparently have upped their game with anti-cheat software and even went so far as to offer a $100,000 reward for hackers who could find weaknesses in Vanguard, which is the, the place there in Valorant. So you find some cheetahs, maybe you could get some money, you know? Or if you figured out how to hack it and instead of abusing it, you show it to them. 
you might get rewarded. So although he did reveal the bands can be reversed, but going on to explain they do periodically review them to lift specific ones. Um, at release, they already had reviewed existing hardware bands and lifted some of those with less egregious offenses. But if you didn't lift, if your band wasn't lifted, you might be waiting a while until, you know, whenever their next periodic review is. Mm-hmm. And I loved reading the responses in the tweet about how to, like, change your IP address, do this or whatever. My simple answer is maybe don't cheat and you won't get banned and you won't have to try to do all of these tricks to try to get back in. That would be the smart thing to do. And, like, so much easier than hacking a system to cheat. Just play. And get good or die trying in the game. And that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, people. Oh, people. How about some quickets? Go for it. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077's event Night City Wire is going to, uh, has been rescheduled for June 25th. Uh, a lot of the bigger events you're going to find rescheduled, which obviously this week a lot of uh, bigger companies postponed a lot of the bigger events that were going on to allow room for more important voices. So we will be seeing some reschedules um, to a lot of those, uh, along with Sony's big event that was supposed to happen on June 4th. I haven't been able to find a date for a reschedule on that one yet, which I thought I might have heard on the day it was supposed to happen, but we'll see. Um, Samurai Neo Geo Collection is slated to be free on Epic on June 11th. So grab up all those free games. I always recommend it. Uh, EA Access is headed to Steam. Any reason to ditch Origin is a good one for me. I'll tell Mm -hmm. you that right now. So 13 games just hit Steam all supposedly with some really good discounts. So go check that out. Uh, Slay the Spire is coming to iOS this month. Mm -hmm. Android Mm -hmm. is apparently in the works. So hold on to hope for you Android users. Um, And only 10 bucks at launch, $9.99. So not a bad deal, actually. Oculus Quest was reporting its availability to order at regular price again. So if you were waiting out because that's been sold out and hard to get and scalpers keep being jerks and stealing them up and trying to sell it back to you for three times the price. They do say shipping might be a few weeks, but there you go. You can you can pay regular price. Um, COD, apparently Call of Duty had some pre-alpha footage of the 2020 new game, uh, Call of Duty game making its way. They had a little leak. It looks like a Twitter user, TMT Julian tweeted a video displaying the gameplay. It was 45 minutes worth, but at the time of me writing this only a minute, 45 had been shared. Like it had been whittled down to that. Um, all the tweets of course have been deleted. Um, there've been no confirmation from Activision as to this is real or fake so far, but of course they will be getting those copyrights and DMCAs in order siblings. So no sharing. If you find it, like Mm -hmm. they are not messing around. Um, if you, if you find it, watch it, close it. Don't share it. Um, the name is call of duty black ops cold war and supposedly what was seen adds up to that so there you go but don't share it don't i got a dmca last night from a post on twitter that i did like months ago and i couldn't for and it was on one of my going live tweets and i couldn't for the life of me think what the hell i would have put in a going live tweet that would have been dmca struck and like trying to read through that entire email to figure out like because they'll list all of these uh, tweets that are using whoever's company it is using their different songs. And I had put together a video that used, I will remember you. And I got struck. Wow. (laughs) So siblings just don't use songs in your stuff. Just make it up. 
make a mouth noise. I don't care. But they're like, they ain't messing around. I could, I had to go, like, they let me still see the tweet. It's been taken down, but I had to click on it because I'm like, what in the world would I have possibly? And then when I finally found my name in the whole list of all of the people who got copywrote or DMCA'd that day, um, that's where I found it. I went, oh, for crying out. All right. All right. Whoever owns Sarah McLaughlin's songs, I'm sorry I used two whole seconds. All right. It was for comedy and it was great. <laughs> and I made no money off of it, just so you know. No money. I mean, it's two two seconds of the song. It's barely you didn't put the entire I'm not song gonna on there. fight it. Whatever, dude. <clears throat> like, I'm too little and pee on. What am I gonna do? So fine. Take it down. Bully me in my little bit of crap I got going on on my Twitter. Like, give me a break. <laughs> and you know, that's that's the part of it that I don't understand from like YouTube side of it. I'm going to use this one as an example. Man Cave Season 2, Episode 4. I used an ACDC song at the end of the episode. It got taken down completely. It's like, you can't air this unless you're going to mute the music. So, like, you couldn't even see it. And I was like, well, all right, fine. The tweet was totally gone. So I wanted to see what it would do. And if I had to retool it or whatever, I would. They only mute through the credits. The, the song is playing over some dialogue prior to that. Like the, oh, the build up to it. So that was fine. But the credits. I guess they were polite about it. Yeah. But the credits. <laughs> yeah. That's where it mutes out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's uh, they're they're not effing around anymore, whether they're in the right or the wrong. So just be 100 percent certain that what you're using is OK. I mean, they didn't say any legal action was going to happen. They just told me the tweet was taken down. And if I want to fight it, here's how you do it. And I'm not it's not even worth the time and effort, really. Um, uh, last little quick. And I have uh, rumors of a Bloodborne remaster for PS5 and PC started this week. Um, I saw a trusted source. To, in fact, tweet it. So now keep in mind, this comes from a YouTuber whom isn't extremely well known. But since those two tweeted it, I pay attention because usually they know what they're talking about. These 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 people that I that I follow for that specific reason. But this is 2020, baby. Anything is possible. I, I don't mean, I, you know, isn't Bloodborne a fairly it's not new, but it newer. Well, that's what they said, a remaster for PS5 and PC. I don't know, man. But people be people be rumoring it up these days. We got nothing but time. What are you going to remaster? Trust me, in it's- quarantine, I've seen so many more rumors start. Like, it's insane. People are bored. <laughs> We're getting shit going. I mean, but like I said, I only pull from, like, the tweets from those certain people that I know to have been very reliable in their leaks or hints or this, that, or the other in the past. So that's the only reason why I added it. Because I'm like, well... They both retweeted it. They might actually know something. And then this kid just happened to like hit the nail on the head or however it goes. But I mean, I just don't know how much better you can make the game look from where it is. I mean, it, it's, oh, it's a current generation. At the moment, it's current generation game. So what are you going to do to make it look better? Oh, that's a good point. You know, I don't know. I'm going to say that's BS. Or if it is, <laughs> show me I'm wrong. Show me that. So let's 
let's just say this is a little bit of weird news. I think for me, weird and just like this odd thing that I found or cool thing that I found, I just throw in this category. But uh, Half-Life VR has received mod support last month. And modders went to work, of course. Um, mm-hmm. You now have Portal 2 speed ramps. You can get a crowbar. I mean, I don't know. I haven't played the game. I don't know why that's useful. But the first level of the Wolfenstein 3D even got put in. So one modder went a little above and beyond. Now, someone told me this had already been done before, but I still found this fascinating. I didn't know. Uh, But one modder put a recreation of PT into this VR game. Um, This modder goes by the name Ambient Druth. And recreated the looping hallways, the radio that you hear, the red corridors, and other elements from the game. Uh, Ambient Druth has said that they plan to continue to work on the mod to add more like creepy triggers, making the lighting a little more precise, other assets you would see. I watched um, somebody do a playthrough of it, and you could tell like it looks good, but I can see what they're talking about, like giving more detail to like the counters or or the doorway or things like that. Like, it's pretty basic. Mm-hmm. Um but watching the playthrough, uh, this guy just kept going, no, I never played the original. I was too scared. And in my head, and I'm like, so you start with VR? Like, yeah. but okay. All right, dude, you're better than I am. Uh, like, this is a big nope for me. Uh, but if, if you want to poop yourself in VR, you can find this mod on Steam. Um, the YouTuber I watched just, oh my God, it, that's kind of funny. They, they posted it on one of the articles that I read. I couldn't, uh, but, but you can go check him out. William McMahon, a channel of the same name if you want to watch his playthrough of it because it, it entertained me. I, I was laughing. Just um, He's like, I was promised no jump scares. I was promised no jump scares. Like, he's hilarious. Go watch it. It was pretty funny. <laughs> but nope, you're not going to give me to, I find it fascinating when modders can just basically recreate a whole other game within someone else's game. For sure. Like, it's just so impressive to me. Now, I-, I was talking about it with one of my mods, and then he pointed out apparently someone had already made uh, PT and VR, which somehow got past me. Of course, I was never looking for it, so I, I didn't know about that. But this was still interesting to me that they were just, like, remodding an already present, fully functioning good game and then right. making it into PT. Um, so let's play. I'd buy that for a dollar. So... As I was mentioning earlier, I was watching another source report on this big news that might have been leaked from Sega. Um, I was uh, actually watching uh, another news source that I watch sometimes for games. And like when when they started talking about the big leak, I'm like, I know what you're going to say. But then they said this and it was not what I thought they were going to say at all. Uh, And then looked it up. So their big reveal might be, again, this is leaks from the, the big article. Uh, but they had info that the big reveal is the Sega Game Gear Micro, which is a set of four. Sega revealed the deets on a portable handheld console. There are four colors, which determines which of the four preloaded games you've got. Please note, there are four different games on each console. So that, and then they're different colors. So each color determines which four games you get. I'm sure to create this need to collect them all since you would have different games on each. So the four colors are as follows for you. The black color model comes with Sonic the Hedgehog, Puyo Puyo 2, Outrun, and Royal Stone. The blue color model includes Sonic Chaos, Gunstar Heroes, Sylvan Tail, and Baku Baku Animal. 
This next one's going to be hard, okay? The mm-hmm. yellow color is Shining Force Gaiden Ensai Jashinukunihi. I'm sure I said that all wrong. That's oh, one yeah. game. Shining Force Gaiden Final Conflict. Shining Force Gaiden The Sword of Haja. And Haja? H A J Y A. Haja? You sound like gold member. <laughs> it's Ocean Powers Faja. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Please don't hate on me. I'm trying. No, I love it. Continue. People, my best. This is my best. Okay. Um, and the last game on the yellow model is Nazu Puyu Aru no no Ru. I don't know. Um, and the last <laughs> one is red, which comes with Revelations, the Demon Slayer. Megami Tensai Gaiden Last Bible Special, the GG Shinobi, and Columns. All right, so please also note the handheld, it has a 1.12 inch display and is three inches by one and a half inches by whatever the hell is smaller than that. Yes, it fits right here in your freaking hand. Palm, tiny AF. Okay, Steven, mm-hmm. what would you pay for all four handhelds? All four? Yeah. Or you could tell me what you think maybe a piece it is, but, uh, but yeah. Well, I'm just going to assume you have to have all four. You got to catch them all. Well, I know starters, that's not a reference to this game or no. anything, but, you know, I mean, a good, reference. good for you trying. I, yeah. My best. I remember seeing these like on a on a thumbnail somewhere, and I'm like, "What?" And then I just dismissed it because it was like, ah, "I'm not." Oh well, thank that. God. Yeah. So so you're lucky that I didn't dig into it because <laughs> I saw it and I was just like, uh, "Because I I played a Game Gear once and it was just like, I guess this is okay, mm-hmm. but nah, it's not for me." And you cannot switch games. But now you're telling me that we're creating a micro version of a Game Gear. Yep. Four separate versions of it. Mm-hmm. Cramming on four games apiece on each Game Gear mm-hmm. to milk money out of people, even though the games are not that great. Well, I don't know if they're popular in Japan. I'm just going to say. And again, I'm going to say more so there than here because I did not say any of those words. The games are not that great. Oh, you played. I it. remember. Okay. I played it. Okay. Okay. That's fair. It was uh, compared to the Game Boy, sure, but they don't hold up now. Just like a lot of Game Boy games don't really hold up now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Um, all four. I wouldn't pay any more than eighty dollars for all four. Twenty bucks a pop. Because it's small. Very small. And I feel like you could cram all these games into one micro console. Even even like a... a what are those minis that like Nintendo was doing and all but of those? You could, yeah. you could recreate the Game Gear, but with all the games preloaded on it. Mm-hmm. And make a killing. And versus not have to this. use a magnifying glass to yeah. see playing. Which, by the way, they can sell you accoutrements to make it easier. <laughs> mm-hmm. But eighty bucks—that's that's all. Eighty I'm bucks saying. is These... your final offer. Well, unfortunately, you're only gonna get like one and a half of them. Shit. They are asking fifty dollars a piece 
$200 for the lot of them. Kiss my ass. <laughs> that is not worth it. Uh-huh. I mean, I have a link for the magnifying glass if you want to add it on. It's quite no. entertaining. <laughs> no. Or or I could play them on a regular size TV. <laughs> yeah, how about that? Oh, it's definitely a novelty item, but it made me laugh. So, I mean, to be, to be, I kind of hope these aren't the leaks because that guy sounded so freaking excited that he had this huge scoop. You know what I mean? So I hope that's not it, but um, it probably is. I've seen probably. it from different sources now, you know. All right. So, Steven, hmm? we're going to try a new game today. Okay. So this is the first time I'm even telling Steven about this game, guys. So this could go really, really well because I trust your skills. I trust them. Okay. So I'm going to call this game Pitch a Game Movie. So how this works, I'm going to give you the name of a well-known game. Most likely you have played it or have heard enough about it that you're familiar with it. Mm-hmm. And you're going to pitch me that game's movie. But... I'm going to tell you what genre of movie you have to pitch it to me in. Ooh. So I will cut you off after some time, obviously, you know, uh, because I'm going to uh, hopefully name off another game real fast, kind of rapid fire and have you switch gears and then pitch me the next game. We'll see how it goes. I'm not going to let you go on forever. I feel like if you can give me 10 to 15 seconds of something here. If it looks like you're faltering, boom, I'll just switch to the next game or whatever to keep it nice and tight. But I have put together seven games. Okay. So I'm going to name a game and what genre, and then you pitch me the movie version of that game. What do you think? Want to give it a try? All right, Brain. Let's (laughs) get to it. I trust your (laughs) skills enough. Um, So, all right, guys. Our first attempt at Pitch a gay movie. I don't know. Insert whatever, like, cool effect you think might work there. Your first game. Are you ready? I've got a clock going, so I don't let you go on forever. All right. Your first game to pitch to me, Steven, is The Last of Us as a rom-com. Go. Joel is a man who is lonely in his life in this zombie-esque apocalypse, and he runs into a nice little girl named Ellie. But Ellie is not who she seems to be. She is someone important. But, you know, she's a daughter uh, type to Joel, so it, we can't let it go creepy there. So what what happens yeah. is uh, Joel and Ellie create a bond, and Ellie introduces Joel to her mother figure. And from there, Joel learns what it means to be loved again in this lonely, isolated world because of the love of Ellie. What would be their, his catchphrase? Uh, oh, I would have just yelled like, ain't that lovely? Ha ha ha. All right. Uh, s- switch GTA as an investigative mystery. Go. We're in Vice City. Because that sounds like one of those cities that's in one of those games. Sure does. And we're following uh, uh, Joe Schmuckaduck. I like Joe Schmuckaduck. Yeah, and he's uh, he's investigating uh, murders in Vice City because there's murder all the time in this town, along with a lot of the crazy people 
who live in this insane <laughs> world of GTA. Um, okay, Fortnite murder. as a documentary. Go. Oh, boy. Flossing. We watch from a distance. We see it. Several. Dancing. Soldiers. Flossing. Then the Carlton. Then the... The... Snack Pack. (laughs) (laughs) Then... I don't know the names of these dances. I don't either. Watch as we stand from afar, not to disrupt the Fortnite universe, but we watch them build. We watch them fight. We watch concerts. We watch movies. We see what it's like in the community of Fortnite. What will it be? Will we learn deeper meanings? Or is it all shallow? We have no idea. Watch with us in our documentary, Fort Tonight's. Love it. The Godfather as a comedy. Go! Michael Corleone has come back to town because something happened with his father. (laughs) Then, as all the mafia families come together, only chaos can ensue. (laughs) What's going to happen? Who knows? Michael Corleone, you don't know what you're in for. You're in over your head. Oh, no. What's going to happen? Spider-Man as a thriller. Go. Bitten by a radioactive spider, Peter Parker becomes something more devious. He creeps in the shadows watching the redhead. He's kind of hot for her, but she realizes something is stalking her. She has no idea. It is the Spider-Man. Oh, this is great. (laughs) Monster Hunter World as a baking show. Go! Welcome to Monster Hunter World, where we bake Rathalos up to north. Ooh. What are we cooking today? Let's check with the felines. That's all we know they say. What do they say? Who knows? Let's just spit my All right, last one. Mario Brothers as a slasher flick. Go. They stalk silently through the pipes. They crawl up into your home when you see the mushrooms you know they're there (laughs) stalking silently what is lurking in your toilet mario (laughs) well done well done that was our, our first edition of Pitch and Game Movie, and thank you for playing along. I enjoyed that thoroughly, as I hope all of you at home did as well. <laughs> I mean, she almost spit up her coffee. You I should have seen. Literally did. This is why we need video. I know. Oh my god, when you started, <laughs> yeah, I just, I had to like put both hands over my mouth. I'm like, no. <laughs> oh dear. Well, thank you for playing along. What? Well, I'm glad I I did. Uh, the more I got into it, the more I, I, I dug, it got like, more fun. So, Well, if that's a game you like, maybe we could play it again. And hey, Super Mega Crash siblings, what do you think? 
Mm-hmm. Should we, we should we try more pitch a game movies or maybe another improv type game we could do? Let us know. Let us know. I think you did phenomenal. And they can pitch ideas for us. They could be like, hey, what about this game in this genre? They can pitch them to you. You pitch them to me. Boom. See, we'll get it going. Point. Absolutely. On our Twitter, let us know. What do you think would be the weirdest mesh up there? We'll try it out. All right. Well, the headliner that I've done today, probably a little bit old news now, but I okay. decided to use well my review of Poe and Monroe this week. Uh, it's a FMV game that came out a couple of weeks ago. And I, as you know, I've just been a huge fan of, of DeVecchi. So obviously I was going to dive into this one. Uh, so for a little bit of the, the last of the show, just going to do uh, a nice little fun review of a video game and end off on a nice high note. Although I still feel like we should have just ended after Pitch a Game Movie. I mean, I don't know how we can we can top that right now. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, so my year of FMV, man, is flourishing. And I'm really I'm really loving it because we had another one, like I was just saying, from the Devecki team drop. Uh, it, it's been a couple of weeks ago now, but I was all over it. And uh, I'll take this time to uh, thank... Tim and Linda and Devecki, because they did provide me a key for the game. I'm super appreciative. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, but uh, if you guys are familiar with the developing team behind Infectious Madness of Dr. Decker, Shapeshifting Detective, Poe and Monroe is a spinoff or prequel to the Shapeshifting Detective, giving us a story of the radio personalities in the town of August, the fictional town that the Shapeshifting Detective took place in. So, and you won't have to have played the shapeshifting detective in order to follow the plot of Poe and Row. It can be easily enjoyed as a standalone game. Um, they went the episodic route this time, with six episodes to play, uh, though. But they they were released at the same time, so there's no worry to wait in between. You've got all six episodes ready to go as soon as you buy the game. Uh, but the style they chose for this one is much different. But before I give away, of course, my thoughts and opinions, let's give you a little bit of background on the story here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this time we're following the radio personalities of Poe and Monroe in the town of August. We have another murder mystery on our hands, but this time we have six. Each one can be a standalone story. And in fact, I kind of dug the style on this one because Poe and Monroe hosts a radio show of the same name. And it has like spooky themes to them. They'll take a variety of callers, dream analysis, radio plays, you, 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 you name it. Each episode is like its own standalone mystery. Really and truly. Uh, now add in the cheesiness that is most of the time associated with FMV and the acting style to follow with it. Although it's different, intentional, and I dug it. You know what I mean? Um, if you if you lean into it, it's going to be such a good time. It was very over the top, cheesy, but it had a spooky tone to it. So that I, you would think sounds like a hard sell. Mm. But, but Clemens, who plays Poe, and Leah, who plays Monroe, they pulled this off quite well actually even though you know the tone isn't set in reality you believe these two in it right so that the chemistry is really good between them without of which this wouldn't have worked at all if i'm being honest with you so i I, I just think like old tiny serials okay and that's the style that it to me would be the closest i could uh try to describe it to you as uh the the episodes do tend to vary in tone from one to the next so it's hard to give an overarching storyline synopsis since i believe this was intended to enjoy six smaller stories uh but all the while you're getting more backstory of the characters or 
more Poe, actually, um, as his family life is mentioned from time to time. So maybe it's best focused on the variations of each, since I think you could have six different reviews, in all honesty, if you wanted to talk about each individual story. And there's two episodes that I feel vary the most and stood out the most. I, I think it's the second episode where you're helping them investigate a missing person. This is the mystery that comes across your radio today. Uh, this is the crossover episode where the worlds of the shape-shifting detective and, and, Poe, and, or, uh, and Poe and Monroe collide. So even reprising Aslan D. Ath's character as Violet... It isn't as linear as the other episodes as in this one. You do have some choices as to where you want to spend your time investigating through the cast of characters that they give before you. Um, And if I remember right, there's seven different people you can go to talk to during this episode, but with limitations on who and how many times. So definitely lends itself to play it again. It's like a, a GPS map laid before you with the different people. And I want to say I was only allowed to, like, investigate four times. So you have to kind of choose who you want to talk to. And some of them you could talk to twice. Mm. So you can go back. So it's more of an adventure deciding who scenes you wish to see and how much info to receive to save the victim or not. I did not, unfortunately, in either playthrough. So I'm missing something. (laughs) I feel like I've seen screenshots of this person being saved. But anyway. Uh, My second favorite episode, though, is the Decker-themed one. Uh, Monroe, without giving too much away, provides entertainment to her listeners by living through a past life while on the radio. Leah's character gets uh, gets a turn on the couch, and and by far my favorite one. Um, It was very well acted and really gave her a chance to switch up the styles in the process because it was definitely a more realistic tone when she was on the couch doing those scenes than it was in Poe and Monroe. Uh, it, it's very more rooted in reality. So for me, it begged more questions about the prior games, though. And I know Tim told me I should have the answer, but I'm still wondering what through line is for Aslan Diath because she was in Shapeshifting Detective mm-hmm. as Marianne. She's in the Shapeshifting Detective. Did I say Decker? She's in Dr. Decker as Marianne, and she's in Shapeshifting Detective as Violet. Now you've shown me we're in the Deckerverse by having this crossover. What is it for her character as the actor? Like, I'm... I ha- ha- like I know them well enough to know there's a plan or was or and if I was supposed to find it in both of my playthroughs, Tim, I'm still ignorant. I don't understand. I must not have unlocked the right video, but I'm curious because she played two different people. Mm-hmm. He'll probably like I don't know maybe message me and be like, "Dang it, Lise, just pay attention to this part." Like, All right, I'll play again. Uh, but anyway, the game mechanics this go around is very simple, um, almost a throwback to the original play styles of FMV. So. Actually, a perfect starter one, if you ask mm-hmm. me. Um, it's a point-and-click style where choices are displayed on the screen indicated by an orange circle in the area the game wants you to choose. It can be about two to four choices on the screen at a time, and although they are timed, I never felt super rushed that I would miss something. Um, there are a few what you would call QTE moments, which for controller play isn't an issue, but keyboard and mouse users might miss it because I did. Um, only because I feel I'm faster at hitting a button like on a controller than to hurry up back to my mouse if I was watching a scene and then attempt to hit the circle. Um, but the decisions you choose may make you feel like you didn't really have an impact to the story. 
Uh, but going back and playing a second time, it did reveal a little bit more to me than before, um, even if it wasn't like a huge, massive difference. But although there is one sequence, sequence I had, uh, I finally figured out later on, <laughs> which I don't really want to give it away because at first I thought it was a joke because I kept missing a particular QTE no matter what I was doing because it would happen over and over again. Um, so I was just like, yeah, that's just what happens. This is a running joke in the game. But then when I talked to him about it in their Discord, they're like, nope. And I went, oh, but that would have been so perfect if that's what it was. So I managed to get it the next time. Uh but so really two playthroughs is what I would say is warranted for sure. Maybe even three to four if you're an achievement hunter, uh, which for FMVs are the only types of games that I do actually achievement hunt in because simply I know it leads to more video most right. of the time. So I'm getting more story. Uh, but at the end of each episode, like with most games of this nature, you do get a screen tallying up your choices and where you rank among other players. Um, I do feel I should mention also that after your first playthrough, you can skip the opening credits. And the on uh, next time on Poe and Monroe videos that happen before and after each episode. I admit, kind of annoying if you play them all back to back like I do. <laughs> but nice to know that feature is gone for your second playthrough that you can skip. Sure. But do note you want to hit like continue or go back to the chapter that you want to replay. Because I hit new game and was still unable to skip. So I'm thinking I should have just went back and just hit episode one. So it would have still read my first save file. So I think that's on me that it wasn't skipping. So that's that's my guess. Um, each episode is like roughly 20 to 30 minutes. So pretty easy to like binge play. Um, so you're looking at about two hours per play and at 13 bucks. feel like that's a great value for your money, especially mm -hmm. when you're going to probably play it again. Now you got four hours and so on. Uh, so it's not hard not to recommend this game. But if you were looking for more serious tones like like with Decker and you have a hard time with the episodic nature where you play six different mysteries as one game, you're probably not going to enjoy this one. Uh, the Because I, I see like the cheesy nature might turn some people off right away. Right. Especially if you can't lean into those styles and just kind of let it take over. Um, and I didn't really experience any issues with it bug-wise. It was mostly Steam effing up. Like I would try to close the game and save it. And it would like stall up the whole game only to find out it was because Steam was struggle busting to give me an achievement. So it was holding everything up. So I had to force close it. And then I saw all of a sudden I had more achievements. So that that's my guess because it did it to me twice after each full playthrough. So I'm thinking Steam was just like not able to keep up. Um, but they've everyone's been having problems with that lately, right? Mm -hmm. um, so a couple little spelling things I saw um, was the captions uh, um, sound clipped in an odd spot in a couple ones, but they've had a few updates since then. So I'm sure it's been uh, been addressed, but nothing that distracted me from what was happening. I really enjoyed this one because it was so much different than the other two games that we know now shares the same universe. And I still think Decker is my favorite of the three. And that's not to take away from how good the other two are, but it was just more of a unique experience for me at that time that I had with FMVs. And just it's going to be a hard one to beat for me right. it just really is it's kind of my standard now that in like sam barlow's work to me in my mind those are the standards that i think fmvs can hit and, mm. and go above and beyond so i think the price is right tomfoolery we could probably use in darker times of this world today so i just say grab it up pop that popcorn and let leah and clemens take you on some dark nights with poe and monroe because it, it really is just a tomfoolery good time. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. It's just like, it's, it's, it's fun when you can see two actors who can play outside of reality and maintain it 
and do it in a way where you believe that's just how things are in their world. Mm-hmm. I feel like that has to be like a harder one to accomplish. And so got to recognize them and give them their props where it's due. And then, of course, Tim and Linda always finds good, good talent. So sure. I, I've yet to complain about any of the acting they've had in any of their games so far. They, they, they choose stellar talent. So, yeah. So it's definitely less complicated than their other two games as right. far as play style. Very simple. If you just want to kind of sit back and watch a story, it's not asking a whole lot of you throughout. Check it out. Watch the trailer. See what you think. Perfect. And then, of course, all of the, the lovely uh, streamers and talent behind them that did all the voiceover work. You know, mm-hmm. they always do really a good job of, like, bringing in their fans and stuff to work on that stuff. So it's really cool. Enjoy their Discord because they're just lovely people. But unless there's anything else you've got for us, Steven. No. I did I did find, uh, real quick, uh, I guess to clarify my statement about Michael Jordan, it's yeah. $100 million to multiple organizations over the course of 10 years. Oh, okay. So but like still, a payment plan he put himself on, yeah. kind of. All right. But, but still. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. So every gets a paycheck. Here you go, guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. GG. And uh, obviously, if you are able, there's plenty of really amazing um, companies that are that, that are doing some great work with that. So I know I've done as much as I possibly could right now as far as donating to some of them. I even mm. found a friend of mine who was doing it and his business was matching three to one on the donation. So oh, like nice. I threw it that way too. So I was like, shit, if they're going to do three to one, here's what I can afford, you know, yeah. triple that. So anyway, with all of that being said, that's our show. You can Woo. hit us up sometime on Twitter at Super Mega Crash or send an email at supermegacrash at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram to view the weekly icon art that Steven puts all of his time and love into. And you can support the show by liking and leaving reviews on your preferred platform. And you can go to patreon.com forward slash pencil and paper productions. You can tell your friends to find us on Pencil and Paper Podcast Network or search Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and even YouTube.com forward slash Pencil Paper Productions. Thank you, of course, for listening. I am Lacia Finley. I am Stephen White. And you could join us again next time, Super Mega Crash siblings. But until then, game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.